it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion Podcast and Jacksonville's Morning News Interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. You can't stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville. Good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. All I can say about the first day of school is it's the most wonderful time of the year. So many people are excited that their kids are back in school today. It's about Duval County's back, St. John's. I think everyone almost, I think there's like some private schools that are going back tomorrow, whatever. But man, there are parents that are just so Excited. Aw, my little girl. She's starting second grade today. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People are, I don't, know, just, I don't know if they're just excited or just downright mean. Uh, 340-1045 is the number, by the way. 340-1045 is my number. My name's Mark K. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. Get out. Get out. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Yeah, goodbye. Uh, man, but what a fun weekend. And I'll tell you what. I know a lot of people were partying down, getting ready for the first day of school. Uh, but it's just been crazy with like with, with news. You know, sometimes there's no news. Uh, sometimes there's just way too much of it. And I think this is one of those way too much of it type uh, moments. I wanna, I'm going to start off with a question here. And I want you to see if you can figure out the answer. It's kind of like a riddle. What do President Donald Trump and Jalen Ramsey have in common? Anybody know? Anybody? What do President Donald Trump and Jalen Ramsey have in common? If you answered they both think the media are the enemy of the people, uh, then give yourselves a big round of applause because you're right. That's exactly <laughs> Bravo. Donald Trump, he attacks the media at his rallies. He attacks them at press conferences. He attacks them on the Twitter. And now Jalen Ramsey from the Jacksonville Jaguars feeling his pain. Feeling his pain. He is doing the exact same thing. But, of course, unlike uh, Donald Trump, Jalen Ramsey's getting in trouble for it. <laughs> he got suspended. The Jaguars have suspended Dante Fowler and Jalen Ramsey for, get this, the, the next week. And they will sit out the next game, which happens to be a preseason game. So I don't understand that as a punishment. I don't understand how that's like a punishment. Are you suspending a player for a preseason game? Is that really... I mean, isn't that like, uh, isn't that like kind of <laughs> like suspending or grounding your kids from reading or something or saying, that's it, you're grounded. You are not going back to school today. That's kind of how I see it. Like, it's like a preseason game. It doesn't matter at all. You barely play in it anyway. He's already a starter. You know, if you really want to punish him, suspend him from the first game of the season against the Patriots, which is the game he really wants to play in, or just take away a bunch of his money. You know, it's like suspending a player from a preseason game. That's like telling me I can't go to a staff meeting. Like you miss, you said something you weren't supposed to say on the show, Marque. No meetings for you for an entire month. I'm like, really? Let me let me see what other offensive things I can I can, I can, I can spew out on the radio. That's the it's suspended from a preseason game. Anyway, the way the uh, so the, here's how the story goes: Dante Fowler and uh, Yannick Ngakwe, which is fun to say, had a disagreement at the end of practice the other day, and there was some dude from the local media, and he was shooting video of it. 
And they were, you know, and it's like, here's the other thing, too. It's not like they're a couple of insurance salesmen having a disagreement about a policy. You know, it's not like they're, it's not like they're, they're, I guess, what do you call it, real estate agents trying to figure out the best day to have an open house. These are football players and they're defensive linemen and, and cornerbacks and things like that. These guys, their job is to get physical. So they were having a disagreement and their disagreements get, you know, verbally abusive and also physically abusive. But they're friends. You know, at the end of the day, they're friends. They're teammates. They're all on the same side. There's people there to get in the way and, and you know, whatever. So this dude from the media, he's there, there on the sidelines, and he whips out his camera or whatever. He starts recording it. And I'm going to be honest with you. That is 100% like the ultimate troll move. That is 100%. If you do that, even if you're not in the media, you're just that's just a troll thing to do. Because the only reason that you're going to videotape two dudes arguing with each other at practice and and put it up on social media is because you think it's going to boost your personal social media following. Right. And that's and that's one of the big problems that Donald Trump runs into with the media as well. The media has turned into basically like a bunch of clickbait, you know, shared mongers who base their popularity on the number of likes or retweets that they get. So the same reason that this guy videotaped this fight and put it on his Twitter, that's the same reason CNN publishes the fake dossier claiming Donald Trump, you know, paid hookers to urinate in that hotel room in Moscow. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, just on a smaller scale. It's like this Omarosa thing, okay? Omarosa, uh, uh, what's her name now? Newman. She's married to this local. She's like a Jacksonville resident. You know, she lives, I think, at Jack's Golf and Country Club. She's not there now. She's in, she's of course in New York. <laughs> she's on every television station possible. Uh, probably she'll go to Washington and now she'll be everywhere for this. She'll be away for a while, but uh, eventually she'll have to, she'll, she'll have to come back here. But this Omarosa thing. It's the same exact reason. The only reason that Amrita gets on the Today Show this morning or on Meet the Press yesterday or wherever else she's going to be parading around, it's not because she has anything newsworthy to report. It's because the people interviewing her are looking for clicks. They need you to click. They need you to click your remote control to their TV station. They need you to click on their website. They need you to click on their tweet. They need you to like and share and comment and all this other stuff. They need all of that from you. They're looking for clickbait. They're putting Omarosa, they're putting her on the hook, and they're like, and and they're waiting for you to bite. That's exactly what they're doing. And Omarosa, we know why Omarosa's doing it. She needs to retire. She wants to sell her book, which I believe comes out Tuesday. I don't fault her at all. We, this is this is exactly what Omarosa was planning on doing when she got the job in the White House. That's not a shocker. But the same people that were were down on Omarosa when she got hired and down on her when she got fired are now propping her up and and pimping her out because they know that they're going to get attention on their social media sites. And that's what Omar is doing today. She's getting them clicks. It's a click economy. It's an attention economy. The more attention, the more clicks, the more followers you get, the more you win. That's exactly. Do you remember in January? That's why Richard Roper from the Chicago whatever it was. He bought all those phony Twitter followers and he got suspended because they're like you bought phony Twitter followers because he needed that attention to survive. Because that's how the media ranks their popularity. That's why there's a guy in Canada. I read this story over the weekend. There's a guy in Canada. He makes $1 million a year selling fake YouTube views. 
Not just like just views. Like if you have a YouTube video and you want it to be one of the most popular videos of the day or one of the most popular videos of the week, this guy will sell you. I mean, thousands. He sells like a billion fake YouTube views a year and he makes a million bucks. And that's American dollars, not those bogus Canadian ones that look like play money. All right. And it's all because people are out of control for attention. The media, especially local media, national media, international, you, you name it. There was this poll the other day saying that like 43 percent of Americans believe the press had too much power. Oh, I got to be honest with you. I'm slowly becoming one of them. You know, because just because you work for a newspaper or a cable network or a TV station or a radio station, for that matter, that doesn't give you the right to be everywhere and watch everything and record everything and pro and put it out there. You know, I mean, the Jaguars, if I were the Jaguars, I would close down the practices for a while. I mean, why do, why do we let the media, why do we let the press, why do we let these folks go in and report on our team practicing before a big game? So what, they can talk about their plays, they can talk about who ate who, they can maybe give some fuel to the to the uh, the other teams so they can talk smack to them, so they can start to drive a wedge. That doesn't make any sense. You know, this is this is the practice. This is the this is the precursor to war, basically. You know, this is where all the competitive advantage is gained. Why are we letting people record it and report it and put it up on Twitter? I mean, here at the radio station, we do not let members of the media watch how we prepare for the show. Okay, actually, technically, I guess we do because we are the media. So that's a bad example. But any other place where you may work, any other office environment, like the media doesn't get to burst into a hospital and watch doctors argue over how best to treat a terminal patient. That doesn't happen. We don't get to watch them scrub in. We have to watch Grey's Anatomy for stuff like that. The media does not flat out belong everywhere. They don't need to be recording brawls between coworkers and, and trolling on the Internet. They don't need to be publishing leaked information from the White House. And they certainly do not need to be playing illegal recordings of the chief of staff in the Situation Room of the White House. And that's exactly what Omarosa did. If you didn't hear this yet, I'll play it for you. I'll play, I don't understand what all the hubbub. I, I, I'm sh I still can't figure out how they're trying to spin this Omarosa stuff because I've listened to all the recordings they've released and they all seem really like positive. Anyway, we got to take a break. Three four zero one zero four five is the number. Three four zero one zero four five. Plus, there's some breaking news about Peter Strzok uh, and the Mueller investigation. We'll get to all that here in just a minute. This is the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show. Thanks so much for joining me. 340-1045. And if you didn't know it, Duval County goes back to school today. It's that time to go to school and get your brain on. Forget the nonsense and leave your cell phones home. Because it's hard to make an A if you're on Facebook. So close that app and open up your school textbook. Oh, my God, that's my new favorite song. That's like, I'm going to be singing that to my kids all day when they get back. Well, I guess they go back tomorrow. Hey, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's a, that's a hit. Thanks so much for that open mic. If you ever want to leave me a, an open mic message or a song or a comment or whatever, please feel free to do so. You can go to our uh, our, our uh, mobile app, News 104.5 WOKV, download it, upload your open mic. We'll get it right here in the studio. And you can say anything you want about anything you want, like, oh, I don't know, uh, Omarosa recording her and General uh, Kelly in the Situation Room. So secretly recording conversations in the White House. Isn't that like on the line of spying? I'm pretty sure there's a federal law against that stuff. 
Yeah, but you know, federal law, federal law, they don't mean anything. These, they don't mean anything these days. Uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, we 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 just announced. I Candace told you the story about Pre- Peter Strzok getting fired. We'll get into that here in just a minute. But I do want to stick with this whole Omarosa thing, uh, you know, because and there's so many different examples of it. Jalen Ramsey. This is the recording that guy took and put on Twitter of Jalen Ramsey. And the reason, because people, you know, they've been writing and asking, hey, why did Jalen Ramsey get suspended if it was Dante Fowler and uh, Yannick and way arguing because Jalen Ramsey, much like Donald Trump, did not appreciate the media recording this because it's really none them. And uh, he ran over and started cussing at me. Yeah, he basically said, stop recording that. You know what? Get the you know what out of here. Um, and that's why. And it was it was conduct unbecoming a Jaguar. They didn't like that. He was lashing out at the media, even though the media was recording something that really I mean, who cares? It's not newsworthy. It has no. It, the only thing that happened was that the team now is suffering uh, due to Jalen Ramsey's outburst at them recording this incident at the uh, it then had nothing to do with player injury reports. It had nothing to do with, uh, you know, whether or not everyone was going to be up to snuff and somebody getting cut from the team. It had nothing at all to do with what you would think sports reporting is all about. Uh, but, you know, hey, the guy put it on Twitter anyway, and he got it. Now he's uh, now he's probably he's probably got a bunch more followers. So that, you know, and that's all that that's all that really matters. Three, four, oh. One oh four five. So it's a lot like the Omarosa recordings, which were released by Omarosa. But really, it's NBC's Today Show. It's Meet the Press. It's these exclusive recordings that they've put out that really tell the tale of who's trying to benefit from it. And what is the uh, Mike? I'm just trying to wonder what the benefit is to anyone, because I've listened to these recordings. I listened to the recording that Omarosa put out yesterday, the whole thing. Of her getting pulled into the situation room by General Kelly. Of her being told, you're getting fired. Here's why you're getting fired. Here's what we recommend you do from this point out. She, of course, ignored it all and recorded it. And then I listened to the recording she released this morning of her private phone call with President Donald Trump. And there's something very odd about that. And I will play it for you and describe what that is right after the news. This is the Marquee Show. We'll be right back. I'd like to wish the best of luck to my son, Biff, on his third year of eighth grade. Maybe this will be the year. And your video games and potato chips will be waiting on you when you get home, son. I love you. That's sweet. Good luck, Biff. I hope, you know what they say, third time's a charm. <laughs> that's that's my, that's what Omarosa's saying when she's getting hired by Donald Trump. Uh, hey, thanks so much for calling, or they, uh, rather leaving that open mic message. If you, if you have any open mic messages to your kids as they go back to school, for number one, they're probably not going to hear them because they're in school. And let's face it, they're not listening to the station. Second of all, uh, you can call me, 340-1045. You know, your thoughts on Omarosa releasing these tapes, two of them now she released. One, this morning of a taped phone conversation she had with her former boss and the current president of the United States, Donald Trump. And it's still not clear whether or not Donald Trump knew he was being recorded, although I'm guessing, no, he didn't. Uh, John Kelly also didn't know he was being recorded in the White House Situation Room. Which, as I read it, and I've never been to the Situation Room, and I've never been inside the White House. They keep me behind the gate. Uh, but as I understand it, you're not allowed to take cell phones or recording devices of any kind inside the Situation Room. So the fact that she brought in a cell phone and then recorded the conversation and then released it, I'm sure is some kind of massive violation of not just protocol, but perhaps, you know, uh, national security. 
I mean, it's the situation room for crying out loud. If you should respect any at all, that's probably why they took her in there, because they thought, surely no one would secretly record us in the situation room. Uh, surely they never really understood um, Omarosa Manigold Newman. As she is, as she is now known. Uh, but anyway, so here, here's the recording. Here are two pieces of the recording with John Kelly. Now, keep in mind, this is when Omarosa was getting fired. In, in the issue that uh, you may or may not have a full appreciation for, but I think you do, um, this would be a, a pretty high level of, of accountability, meaning a court martial. We're not suggesting any legal action here. Just, just stay that with I, me. Just that stay I did. with me, yeah. Um, that it would be a, uh, uh, a pretty serious offense. Yeah, now he's a general, keep in mind. So, and I, there, this thing's much longer. It's like a two-minute tape or whatever. I don't want to play the whole thing. I just want to play some segments. But I listened to it. And basically what John Kelly's saying here, what uh, General Kelly's saying is, uh, I'm a general, so let me give it to you in military terms. What you did, if you were a Marine under my command or a soldier under my command, you would be court-martialed. It's that bad. And we, you know, in, in bits and pieces and what we've seen, we it's some kind of misrepresentation or misuse of not just the motor pool and, uh, and vehicles, but also some kind of money. Um, he keeps talking about how there's an integrity, a severe integrity issue. So she's getting fired not because, you know, she was working too hard or because she was annoying there were severe problems that led to general kelly saying hey you gots to go and he had lawyers in the room and he said they'll discuss everything with you and she then released this segment of the tape Can I ask you a couple of questions uh, does the president is the president aware of this uh, don't, don't let's not go down the road this is a non-negotiable discussion i don't want to uh, negotiate i just i've never talked had a chance to talk to you general kelly yeah, so if this is my departure i'd like to have at least an opportunity no, uh, to understand we can we can talk another time this has to do with some pretty serious violate integrity violations Right, so she releases these tapes, and I'm not really sure what her intention is in releasing. Um, she's claimed that Donald Trump it, didn't know that she was being fired because, Do, you know, Donald Trump is so out of touch with what's going on in the White House. That's, I guess, her take. The fact that she asks John, Don, you know, John Kelly or uh, General Kelly, hey, does the president know this? And he refuses to answer the question. I guess she's assuming that means the president didn't know it. And she she ties that together with the second recording that she released this morning on the Today Show. And it's a recording of Donald Trump <laughs> as president calling her to find out what's going on. Uh, Marosa, what's going on? I just saw on the news that you're thinking about leaving. What happened? General Kelly, General Kelly came to me and said that you guys wanted me to leave. No, I, I, nobody even told me about it. Nobody, wow. you know, they run up the operation, but I didn't know it. I didn't know that. Yeah. God damn it. I don't love you leaving at all. I don't love you leaving at all. So uh, this is the other thing that's quizzical to me. So here's this this uh, supposedly, uh, you know, vindictive recording of Donald Trump that she releases. And he's calling her. I, and she's a like a mid-level staffer at that. She's not any kind of secretary uh, of, you know, cabinet member, high level position like that. She's she's basically she's basically a friend that he gave a job to. And General Kelly, who's her direct report? That's her boss. You know, it'd be like the president of this company. We work for uh, we work for a company called Cox, and 
and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Cox Media. I guess I was saying uh, we work for Cox Media, and you know, let's say here in June, it's a big com- company, but the president of Cox Media does not come down here and fire individual radio DJs. <laughs> you know, the, the president of Cox had there's people, and we all have direct reports. There's managers, there's general managers, there's market men, there's all sorts of people in between the two. The president of the company is way too busy to do that kind of thing. She's got other stuff going on. You know, just like Donald Trump, who's negotiating for a nuclear, uh, you know, to get nuclear weapons out of North Korea and who's negotiating with Putin on various tariffs and who's waging a, a, a trade war with China and who's trying to build a wall and who's, you know, getting flack from the press every single day on every little movement he makes. He's got a lot of stuff on his plate. So the current status of Omarosa in the White House is not really his job. It is, however, General Kelly's job. I haven't heard anything in any of these recordings, but, but you know, sincere hope for the best and praise. Listen to the Donald Trump recording again. Uh, Marissa, what's going on? I just saw on the news that you're thinking about leaving. What happened? General Kelly, General Kelly came to me and said that you guys wanted me to leave. No, I, I, nobody even told me about it. Nobody, wow. you know, they run a big operation, but I didn't know it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn it. I don't love you leaving at all. Listen to what he says. I don't love you leaving at all. That Whose boss would call after you get fired? I've been fired before. My boss never called me and said, hey, I hate that this happened. Man, you know, gosh darn it. I hate, I don't love you leaving at all. On the contrary, I'm sure they were throwing parties. I'm sure, I'm sure they were popping corks. You know, I'm sure they had this song rolling. I was like, yeah, see ya, peace out, be word. I mean, like, the fact that your boss calls you afterward and says, oh, I'm so sorry this happened. And, you know, I, I hate that it happened this way, but blah, 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 blah. That's to take time out of your day. That shows that this is a guy who generally cares about you. And how do you repay him? By, by playing this on the air. Recording it, number one, playing it on the news, and and trying to paint it as a negative? What part of this is negative? She claims that he's out of control of the White House because he didn't know that she was getting fired. She claims that he's a liar because he lied and said, oh, I didn't even know it was happening. Really? Maybe you didn't. Maybe he didn't know it was happening. Maybe he went to General Kelly, as he says he did, and said, hey, try to keep, you know, try to just clamp it down. Just deal with it. You know, I don't want to raise any, I don't want to raise a kerfuffle. And Kelly tried to deal with it. There's no dealing with Omarosa, so he axed her. I mean, maybe that's exactly what happened. Maybe there is no lying. Maybe there is no, oh, he's totally out of control of his White House. You have a chief of staff for a reason. You have a chief of staff because they're supposed to be the chief of the staff. And if you're part of the staff, guess who you report to? The chief. And if you're part of the staff, guess who actually hires you? The chief. And if you're part of the staff and you have some kind of serious serious ethics and integrity violation and you're misusing uh, government funds and vehicles for your own personal use or whatever happened, guess whose job it is to fire you? The chief of staff. Not the, the fact that the president had the chief of staff do that shows that he's actually in control. 
He's doing what he's supposed to be doing, which is hiring other very capable people to do what they're supposed to do. And in this incident, what he was supposed to do was fire ass. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. 340-1045. Quick break. More on this. Plus some Michael Bolton tickets. That's right. I said it. Tickets to Michael Bolton. That's coming up next on the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. show and uh don't forget that the kids are back in school today in duval county at least it's that time to go to school and get your brain on forget the nonsense and leave your cell phones home because it's hard to make an a if you on facebook so close that app and open up your school textbook yeah that's pretty i mean that's pretty good although i'll be honest with you the only name i ever made was on facebook but uh but yeah whatever that's fine yeah i love the rap anyway i'm gonna play that i'm gonna play that periodically throughout the school year and uh and we, we I mean you know maybe maybe we can get that guy signed he's uh he's got some uh <laughs> he's got some talent hey speaking of, speaking of talent uh, let's talk about music for a little i don't know we have some michael bolton tickets which we'll give away here in just a minute but um but i uh i went to atlanta this past weekend oh yeah there he is Thank you. I went to Atlanta this past weekend with my family because they wanted to go see Taylor Swift. And she doesn't come to Jacksonville anymore because, well, we just don't have a big enough place for her to play. I mean, she used to come to the arena, but now she has to go to someplace huge. So I got to go to the Mercedes-Benz Arena in Atlanta, which is a phenomenally large and expensive place to see a concert, I'd like to point out. But the place is amazing. Everything's state-of-the-art. Everything's brand new. You know, we had here in Jacksonville the largest, um, we had the largest, what do you call it, uh, jumbotrons in the world until Mercedes-Benz opened because now they have a circular one that just circles the entire roof of the arena. Anyway, it's huge. Uh, it was so much fun. But since we were in, uh, since we were in Atlanta, we stayed at a, a hotel nearby called the Omni. And unfortunately, the Omni, where we stayed, is attached to the CNN Center. I know. I know. It was close. They had a room. We could walk to the venue and back. You sacrifice where you can. But what's worse was my kids decided they wanted to do the CNN tour. And I thought to myself at first, I hope to God they don't have facial recognition on this thing because I'm totally screwed. But we went up there and we got the tickets and we stood in line and we go in to take the tour of CNN. And I've never had to bite my tongue. In fact, I have a big bruise on my tongue from where I bit it over repeatedly throughout this tour because the first thing they do, first thing they do in line is they say there's no food, no drinks, no gum, no video, no photos, no audio recordings, no any. Like, oh, Morosa would hate this tour because you're not allowed to do any of that. And she'd do it anyway, but you know, I'm just saying she, you're not allowed to do any of that. So we get up there and we go up this big elevator into this globe and they sit us in this little, they sit us in this little control room and there's this very nice young lady from I don't know, Chattanooga or someplace. She's sitting there and she's like, hey, y'all, welcome to CNN. I have a question for you. Does anyone know what CNN stands for? And I swear to God, my wife was kicking me <laughs> because my husband's about to shoot my communist news network, Clinton news network. Wait, what is it? You know, my daughter's like screaming fake news. And I'm like, be quiet. They're going to throw us out. But we went on the tour and we watched. Here's the thing I learned about the CNN building in Atlanta. Nothing happens there. There's nothing. They have the control room there and some people writing news. But all the all the famous reporters, all the Don Lemons of the world and the Anderson Coopers and the Wolf Blitzers, they don't ever come there. They're off in New York and they're off in Washington, D.C. And as I'm walking around, I realize to myself, 
this is really there's like nothing happening here. There's nobody famous here. I'm not going to see anything even remotely interesting. Uh, and then, you know, and it cost me like 60 bucks. So I left. But before we left, we took a picture. And uh, and we were we were, we're looking at the picture. What they do is they put you in front of a green screen and they force you to hold these microphones that say CNN. And I wouldn't do it. I gave it to my kids. And I said, here, you guys pretend like you're reporters. And they held it. And then afterward, I made sure they used hand sanitizer because I didn't want them to get, uh, you know, any kind of infection. And so and then they, they superimpose different images. And one of them they superimpose is like you're in a rainstorm. So she goes, pretend you're in a, in bad weather, like a hurricane or something. And I'm thinking to myself, lady, I'm from Florida. I ain't got to pretend I'm in a hurricane. It happens every year. But uh, so we all pretend we're in a hurricane, whatever. And then we get the picture back and we look at it and we're in the we're in the CNN store and we're looking at the picture. And I go, oh, look, there's the rain. And my son goes, oh, how did they get the rain there? And I go, that's fake rain. And my daughter in the CNN store goes, right, like they're fake news. <laughs> and, of course, all the security guards looked around us. I was like, okay, it's time to go. I hope you enjoyed your tour. Anyway, look before, I'm, I've never been so – I'm very proud of her. She's, you know, the apple never falls uh, that far from the tree. Anyway, uh, I took a shower. I took a bath. I'm all good to go for my CNN tour tomorrow. Or I'm sorry, before we go, we've got these Michael Bolton tickets we got to give away. And we have no real way to do it. So we're just going to take caller number – I don't know. Four. Caller number. We have four lines. So last person to get in. 340-1045 is the number. 340. I don't know when or where the concert is, but if you like Michael Bolton, they're yours. 340-1045. It's the Mark K Show. I'll see you tomorrow.